every youngster here on the Michigan team has dreamt of the day that he someday would play on a championship team and come to the Rose Bowl and play in the granddaddy of them all. All right, Craig, how does Michigan beat Wisconsin this weekend? Don't turn the ball over and play solid defense. I think those are really the two keys. I think it's going to be an old-school, smash-mouth type game, kind of, I guess, kind of like last year. Um, But I think there's going to be even more running and even more physical uh, tone setting, I guess you could say. So the line right now is Wisconsin winning by a touchdown. A lot of people are, have the sense that first 20 wins this game. I know that we both predict a, a lower scoring ball game, maybe compared to, to some. But I, I, do, I do agree. I think if you can eliminate the turnovers, I'll also throw in eliminating penalties. Uh, Michigan did a good job with that against Maryland for the most part. Not making any uh, boneheaded mistakes. I'm thinking of like the personal fouls or the roughing the passers, running into the kicker even. Anything that will allow Wisconsin to keep a drive alive. Uh, a talented offense and even more talented defense. Michigan really has to play some of their best football to, to come out victorious this weekend. Yeah, I think just like you said, they can't do any of those extra things to keep drives going for Wisconsin. Um, I think if the Michigan defense plays together as a team like we've seen at times this year uh, where they have each other's backs and they're not uh, over-pursuing and blowing assignments if they stay every guy has their own role and they stay within those roles I think they'll be just fine so obviously there's some question marks going in you got guys like Karan Higdon and Ty Isaac who have uh, suffered some sort of injury even Rashawn Gary stepped off the field a lot of that could be because Jim Harbaugh wants to keep his guys healthy and so we don't want to speculate any of that but if, if a guy like Karan Higdon uh, does miss this game uh, for any reason. Do you think that's trouble for the Wolverines? Oh, I think that's huge. Uh, I don't know if they don't have Karan Higdon. I don't know. I don't want to say that they can't beat him, but I think it's a, a lot tougher task. Um, I think what Karan Higdon provides for the offense is huge, and I don't think you can replace that with any of the other running backs on the roster. So Chris Evans and Ty Isaac, if healthy, even Kareem Walker have showed some positive things, but I'll agree with you, Karan. Higdon has been the best running back. His numbers, uh, at least in terms of runs, are very comparable, if not better, than Saquon Barkley's. Obviously, Barkley brings a lot of different elements to the game. We've talked a lot about the running backs this season as it's been the highlight of the offense, but obviously we uh, we got to talk about Brandon Peters here. He's probably going to be forced to throw the ball around more this game, don't you think? I do think that, and we talked about that in an older podcast Um about how he would he would get through the Maryland game and this Wisconsin game, he would start opening it up. Um, again, though, I don't see him throwing for a crazy amount uh, of attempts. I think the plays that he does throw will be very, very strategic um, play action. They'll set a lot of things up early in the game to open it up for him later later on in the in the third and fourth quarter, but. Um, I don't think that he's going to have a, I mean, a huge passing game, but I think the, the times that they do call on him, he needs to execute uh, very wisely. And assuming all the running backs are healthy, at least Karan Higdon, obviously that will help Brian Peters' case. I think this will be a game where both Wisconsin with Jonathan Taylor and Michigan with a committee of running backs will look to run the ball a lot. Uh, I think the number of passes will be limited 
for both offenses. But I do think at the end of it, outside of eliminating turnovers and penalties and costly mistakes, I do think whatever quarterback plays better in this one will ultimately decide the winner. Yeah, I think this is uh, one of those games that I think we'll look back on um, maybe three years down the line when Brandon Peters uh, has been running things at Michigan for a while. And we'll, we'll look back on this and say, remember that Wisconsin game? Um, when we really found out who Brandon Peters was. I think this will be that game um, where we're really going to start to see his true colors and how he responds uh, on the big stage. Tyler and I talked about this week on the Go Blue Crew how this is also a a game that we could look back at as Jim Harbaugh winning his first uh, big game at Michigan, especially on the road. Uh, Do you you seem to agree with that? I do. Uh, As though I don't think Wisconsin... Uh, maybe is as talented as their rank shows. I think they play good, sound football, and that's why their record is what it is, and and they're ranked where they are. Um, they they take care of the football. They don't make mistakes, uh, and they just go out and win games. And that's really all they're worried about is winning the game that they're playing. And so, I think this weekend that's obviously their focus going in. And if Michigan could go into Camp Randall and knock off Wisconsin, that would be huge. And would help definitely help silence some of the critics of Jim Harbaugh. Like you said, Wisconsin plays very sound football. Alex Hornibrook's really been the only one who's had a little bit of trouble turning the ball over. 12 interceptions this year. A lot of those uh, have been really bad ones, uh, mistakes that he was making a year ago. And two pick sixes against Iowa in a game that they end up winning pretty handily. Uh, detrimental, especially if, if he throws those against a secondary and the Michigan Wolverines, who have improved greatly over the season. Yeah, it's uh, kind of funny that you know Hornibrook has thrown so many, and the Michigan secondary has not really come up with that many interceptions on, on the year. But um, turning the tide a little bit may may come this weekend. Uh, maybe that's the difference maker this weekend. Maybe start the game with a pick six like Iowa did. That that obviously helped them get things going, and then a second one since their offense really couldn't seem to move the ball. Um, Hopefully that's not the case for the Michigan offense this weekend, but definitely think if Michigan could come up with a couple turnovers and really whatever team comes up with a couple turnovers, I think we'll we'll come out victorious. Yeah, obviously, speaking of Hornibrook, that's one of the reasons I said that I think Wisconsin will rely on the run game and Jonathan Taylor, but if you can get a defense or a special teams touchdown, you have to think that I mean, that's a huge advantage in a game that we both believe will be a low-scoring affair. Oh, for sure. So if you want to pick out one more thing that you're looking forward to this weekend, what would it be overall? Uh, Well, if you've read our score predictions for the past couple weeks, I've thrown Quinn Nordine in there just hoping to be right for once, um, hoping that he can get things turned around. Obviously, it was a sensation at the beginning of the year, and everybody across college football was talking about this kid. Um, Things are not going as well as they were at the beginning of the year for him now. We saw that exchange with him and Harbaugh on the sideline of the Maryland game, which uh, you were telling me was actually a a pleasant exchange, according to Jim Harbaugh. Um, Whatever it may be, something's going on there, whether it's mechanics, timing, something. um, And hopefully he gets things turned around because I think that the kicking game is going to be huge this weekend in a, in a game that I do think is going to be a low-scoring one. Yeah, if you consider where Michigan's offense has been all season, they've obviously struggled. You hope that if they find the red zone, they can find the end zone. But if not, or even if they're left outside the red zone, like you said, Quentin Ardeen is going to have to come through at some point this season. 
Uh, Jim Harbaugh basically said, you've got, you've got one more shot. You've got to make the next one. That's what part of the exchange was. And Quinn Ardine basically, apparently, according to Jim Harbaugh, said, Coach, I got this. And so hopefully he does. Hopefully he can make a field goal if given the opportunity. But ultimately, I just hope that Michigan scores touchdowns. In that 14-7 game, it was obviously three touchdowns scored, advantage Michigan. And so, like we've been talking about our podcast, low-scoring game, any point matters, but those touchdowns are going to be huge. If I could pick something, I'm probably going to go with the defense. Uh, it's something that's been the most consistent all year. Uh, obviously, there there's some... Uh, injuries that that could be concerns hopefully all guys are healthy and ready to play whether it's concussion or or whether it's uh, anything else but this defense has performed well in every game uh, but they've also given up some big plays if they can avoid giving up big chunk plays uh, avoid giving up uh, major touchdowns momentum swings especially in camp camp randall where they jump around a lot I think that will obviously give the advantage to Michigan. And just like we look at the offense and Brandon Peters and the chance to look back and say, hey, this is when he turned it on, I think this is a game in Ohio State as well where we can say, hey, this Michigan defense really solidified that they are a top defense in the nation, even with losing a lot of guys. And hopefully year after year we see this uh, repeat because I think that the Michigan defense is, is the best aspect of everything Michigan football, but you've got to hope that in a game like this, they can somehow win all three aspects of the game. Oh, yeah, and we've heard it all year of how young the the Michigan team is, but specifically the Michigan defense and replacing all those starters on defense and this and that. Well, it's the middle of November now. Um, no more excuses. It's time to go. Uh, you've got to win games in November to be a competitive Big Ten team. And just like you said, this is going to be that game where, where they've got to show up big for Michigan. And so, say Michigan wins, which we both hope they do, do you think that gives them all the confidence they need moving forward at home against Ohio State? I think it, it definitely is a huge boost. Um, I think I think for those guys, seeing what Iowa did to Ohio State, I think um, put things into perspective a little bit of, hey, these guys, they're not uh, maybe – as unbeatable as maybe a lot of people said they were at the beginning of the year and how they were going to be so great this year, um, especially having the game at the big house, that, that's got to help. Um, but just go out, do your job, and have some fun. Um, that little stretch there that we had in the beginning or the middle of the year didn't look like guys were having fun. Um, a lot of confusion, a lot of just doubting themselves, and there's, there's too many athletes, too many natural uh, football players on their team to doubt themselves. Um, I think they, they go out, they get this win, and it definitely carries into next week, and, and we'll see if it pushes them over the hump. So we're both predicting wins. I'd say best-case scenario, Michigan does what to Wisconsin, what Iowa did to Ohio State, and what Auburn did to number 1 Georgia last week. Some of that might uh, say, okay, Wisconsin wasn't as good. We told you they hadn't played anybody. They shouldn't have been number five. But a win over a number five team in the college football playoff is still a win over a number five team, uh, no matter what you think Wisconsin's schedule looked like. So best case scenario, they come out and whoop them on the road. I think that would give them the confidence they need moving forward. But even if they can win a close one, which we expect, I think it does a lot for this program. It does a lot positively for the thoughts and uh, talk around Jim Harbaugh. And I think you have a chance to beat Ohio State, you have a chance to perform well in the bowl game. And really, for me, this game is a game that sets off uh, what's to come for Michigan football, whether that be in the final two games after this or the 2018 season where I think they're going to be really good. 
Yeah, I mean, you think about their big games this season, and they've obviously dropped the one at uh, at home to Michigan State, and then the one at Penn State. They've got to go out and win this. Um, I don't, I don't like using the term "must win" game, but to me, it feels like a must win game. Um, not so much for this season, but just for the direction of the program as a whole. Absolutely. Well, that, those are our thoughts this week of Michigan-Wisconsin. Hopefully next week we'll be joining you, not only previewing Ohio State, but talking about how excited we were to watch Michigan beat Wisconsin. So that's all for this time on the Divine Intervention. Go Blue.